Shalom and Shalom, brothers and sisters. I am Prince Shaheen. And once again, when I say brothers and sisters, I mean any and everybody that wants to congregate and spread the message of Christ. I wanted to come in and do a quick segment today. This one won't be very long about something that's been on my heart. It seems like everybody's in a rush and everybody's kind of going in different directions in regards to these statue removals. Um, statues are being removed from Abraham Lincoln to Frederick Douglass uh, down to Albert Pike. All three um, different men, um, different backgrounds. Um, I'm not comparing either. I just wanted to put a little game on you in regards to the statues removal. Um, we're finding ourselves in a tit for tat type of situation. Uh, if you take down Albert Pike, then someone is going to go and take down Frederick Douglass. Then somebody else is going to go and take down Abraham Lincoln. And then next thing you know, we're not going to have any information. I'm not defending any of the statues removal, especially not Albert Pike. I am a Negro. I would never defend uh, keeping the statue of Albert Pike. But if you've ever been to or if you know any Masons, you will understand the more information about Albert Pike. Not saying Albert Pike was a great man, but I do believe there is some information there that can be used in regards to it. These uh, scenarios are also bringing up more information in regards to the Confederate flag. So it, it may seem like this conversation is more leaning towards the Confederate flag. Me being from the South, specifically Atlanta, um, that Confederate flag has meant many, many things over the years. And that Confederate flag argument has been around for so long where now it's moving into the removals of statues. I've, I've had some conversation with some what you would call some good old boys because I like to have conversations with any and everybody that's regarding and trying to understand more about Christ. For years, uh, sons of the Confederacy is what I'll call them. They have defended this Confederate flag by saying it is part of their history. And on the surface, um, my Caucasian brothers, that, that, that makes sense. But if we really dig deep into the argument, you're you're in a losing battle. And I, I want to have a conversation with the sons of the Confederate to let them know that you're in a losing battle. You can look um, across the country and you can see that your argument about these flags and these statues, they actually mean nothing today as of 2020. These people are going to remove those statues and they are going to come after that flag. I think it's imperative at this point now 
where you take the time to listen to your Negro brothers and sisters to finally understand why they hate this flag so much. I'm going to give you a personal story. I remember when I was a young boy and certain Caucasian men would ride through neighborhoods using that flag as a scare tactic. That's not cool. I mean, we were we were children and they would come in with that Confederate flag and they would use that flag and associate it with derogatory or negative stereotypes for us. And I can understand where you may say, well, that's a part of our history. Well, we have enough evidence in this country to know that the history isn't all that great. For years, the Negro and as well as the Hispanic and some Caucasians as well. I don't want to, I don't like grouping, you know, one, I don't like grouping everybody up at once, but some Caucasians as well, we have been asking and we have been trying to talk to our Caucasian brothers and sisters and say, hey, this flag really does some damage to us psychologically. Please address it. But unfortunately, um, when you had the opportunity to do it peacefully, you did not want to do it. So now these people are coming for your flag. They're coming for your statues and they're coming for that history. And at this point now, we can't help you. Even there are some Negroes out there who actually will tell you, no, leave the statues up. Let them stay because it tells history. I am not one of those Negroes. I say the Albert Pike statue, take it down. Take it down. I just understand the history and I understand there are some information that Albert Pike provided that you could learn. But you have to be willing to speak to the other side and let them give you their let them give you the information that they have. And I understand it. Now, it doesn't change my opinion because I remember these things being used as a weapon to scare us. That is one thing you cannot deny. If you use something as a scare tactic against another group of people, that is wrong. And you cannot tell me that you are not aware that these Confederate flags were used and still are used as a weapon. I was recently um, in Alabama and I, I won't say exactly what city because I actually wasn't stopping in Alabama. I was on my way to Mississippi. And I won't say what city that is because I don't want to give the city a negative review. Because actually, I had a wonderful time uh, in, this, in this city. And this city is full of Caucasians. And these people were really, really great. I did not feel like I was in another country. I did not feel like I wasn't welcome. But I remember um, nighttime. And I was riding in my car and I was headed somewhere to a uh, to a gathering. And this one guy had a Confederate flag on the back of his truck and he was literally driving behind people, flashing his lights, honking his horn, saying, yeah, to the Confederacy and things like that. Now, the difference between you and I is I am well prepared and equipped to um 
to defend myself. So when people typically see my size and my stature, they typically back off of me. But the car that he stayed behind the most was an older, um, a older Hispanic looking lady. And with all the men that was driving on the road that night, he cons he consistently drove behind an older Hispanic lady. And it's to the point where I pulled up on her right side and another gentleman saw it, a white gentleman, pulled up on her left side and we rode with her. This was completely unnecessary. This was completely disrespectful. I'm trying to figure out why are you acting like you're not seeing these things. Why do you guys act like these people do not use this flag as a scare tactic? In this history that you claim you love so much, it is being destroyed. These people will forcibly remove your statues. And with people like me, who have sat down and had these conversations with you about the derogatory uh, view that we have of these statues and of this flag, you did not listen. You did not take heed to our warning. And now they are forcibly removing your statues. In Stone Mountain, Georgia, it has been a known breeding ground or a known hangout spot for the KKK. Now, I'm not going to attack the KKK because I've actually seen where David Duke's son is trying to make a difference. I would prefer to sit down and talk with the gentleman and not just take down the way he was raised because we're not all perfect. So I would like to actually sit down with the sons of David Duke and have that dialogue. But what I will say is that for some reason, the KKK is not the number one terrorist network in this country. I'm confused by that. I am really confused by that. But anyway, in Stone Mountain, Georgia, it is known that the KKK meets at this location regularly, specifically during holidays, um, July 4th. Things of that nature. Well, this past July 4th, a group of Black Panthers, who are also Jews, a group of Black Panthers marched along Stone Mountain with their weapons drawn. I mean, they were massive. They were in droves. That should be an example to you that these people are tired of your BS. They are tired. The KKK has scared, murdered, lynched for years. And finally, the fear has been removed. They are coming for your history. But I want you to understand why. The purpose of my video, I'm sorry, of my podcast is I want you to understand why. And the reason for the why is because we have been trying to have dialogue with you for years in regards to this. And you've done nothing. 
Well, now there's enough momentum to come for you. I'm hoping that it ends positively. But I'm not really sure. Um, also, I want to talk about Juneteenth. I believe the only state that had Juneteenth, which is the day the slaves were released, as a holiday was Texas. Now, in the year 2020, everybody, specifically um, the Democrats, are talking about making Juneteenth a national holiday. I do apologize, but I do not accept this. Why did it take so long for you to make Juneteenth a national holiday? Why did it take so long for that discussion to be held? Juneteenth should have been a holiday years ago. It should have been taught in the schools. It should be a part of American history. But the truth of the matter is, it's used as a political tool. So to me, I don't even want to celebrate with you. Me and my family have been celebrating Juneteenth for eons. I don't need a law to tell me that Juneteenth is important. Don't get me wrong. I am happy that everybody is now uh, bringing awareness to Juneteenth. You see it all over social media and everybody's posting it. But it should have been a holiday. It should have been on the kitchen table discussions. It should have been in the books. But now all of a sudden, it's being used as a political tool. For that, I do not accept. I'm not really interested in hearing Joe Biden tell me that if I don't vote for him, I'm not black enough. Once again, I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to my view and my podcast. I had a few things on my mind and I wanted to try to eloquently explain my position. I hope I was successful. Once again, I want to say shalom and shalom to my brothers and sisters. And I mean that to every and anybody that would like to congregate in the name of Christ.